All right. Welcome back to the Hunting RJ podcast. I believe this is episode nine and we're back to talking basketball. Uh, it's just Calvin and I right now. We're missing a man like many of the teams in the NBA that we're going to be talking about in the future, but but excited for this one. We obviously got the playoffs coming up, so we're going to be talking about some of the teams and some of the awards we have for the end of the season and our all NBA teams as well. Um, anything else to add? Yeah, I mean, excited to be back on the potty. How long has it been? It's been it's been weeks. Yeah, I, I, it, it's been in excess of a month, I think, since our last episode. Yeah, um, yeah. Quick update on the boys: we are employed this summer, so likely um, not producing the 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 amount of content we were producing previously. But obviously, we'll, we'll come back strong. We'll come back strong. We'll try and put out a little clips like this are to congregate a group of five like we were doing earlier um in the episodes but yeah i mean this is an interesting run right we haven't talked nba for a while definitely like uh, a new season an interesting season because you have the playing tournament you have all these injuries like, it's such an interesting dynamic where, where do you want to start where do you yeah. want to start it's it's the most unique season we've had in a while for a lot of reasons and i think the main reason is because there's so many great teams that could that could um that are in the playoffs this year and that could honestly be out in the first round a lot of guys that i've seen on, on espn and 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 first take and, and sports center and such have been talking with the lakers and they're worried about about them in the first round and and especially if they have to go up against a phoenix suns or a utah jazz in that first round matchup but Cal, do you see the the lakers still coming out of the west or how far do you see them going in the playoffs this year if they're Assuming they're healthy, yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, I mean, let's first attack the play-in. Uh, I've seen, I've seen a few claims out there that the Lakers are going to struggle in the play-in. I don't think they're going to have any trouble at all, whether they be a seven or eight seed. I think in that first game, if they're playing the Warriors, the Grizzlies, or the Spurs, it's kind of a walk in the park. They advance, especially with a double knockout, as they're going to be a seven or eight seed most likely. I think for sure they advance beyond the play-in round, and and they're likely playing the Suns, um, uh, or or the Jazz, perhaps, um. I, I do I mean I, I see them advancing right like like they're gonna be playing the Suns or the Jazz uh, and the Lakers are objectively a better team um, I think at full health right but I've never seen in in my call it what 11 year history watching basketball like a LeBron James team as vulnerable as this one when he, other than I guess the 2019 Lakers but you can't really count that um, this late in the season. Yeah, this late in the season, right? Where he's like actually playing for the team, but I don't know, right? I've had so much confidence. You, they could do whatever they want in the regular season, right? We see the Cavs come in like, as a as a low seed and, and playing the Pacers in the first round, for example. I've I've no worries at all in that sense, but I and, and that's because like I I I trust LeBron to go out there and average 40, 10, and ten um, and bring it home in clutch up in clutch situations. But now, I mean, I really don't know. Like he he's been talking about how this is. Like a severe injury, how he thinks he's he's never gonna go back to 100. percent I don't know if you saw that quote. Yeah, definitely alarming as a as a stand of that guy. So I don't know. Like I I think they advance in the first round, um, and then and then perhaps move on to by the second round too. I think that second round, I I just don't see them getting past the Clippers. I think I think they say no shot against the Clippers. I mean, with with, with two long wing defenders uh, in, in PG and Kawhi and and LeBron James at at anything but 100% health and then Anthony Davis that isn't the same Anthony Davis as last year 
maybe after he put up 42 the other night, maybe we're getting this upside, but he, he's he's really not. I, I don't think they're getting out of the West. That, that's my opinion. It's like there's too many great teams that they have to play too many times. He's basically playing four rounds of basketball, right? And, and the guy's all, he, he, you got to give him a break. He's, he's an old man. You got to give him a break. I, I don't see it happening, but I wouldn't be surprised. I just think, I just think if they do face the Clippers, I don't, I don't see them getting past that matchup. What, what do you think? So I've actually seen a little bit of a theory going around Twitter saying that if the Lakers play in in the play-in tournament and the standings are what they are right now, they should intentionally lose their first game in the play-in tournament uh, to, to fall to the eighth seed and beat either the Grizzlies or the Spurs because they're pretty if they're pretty confident about beating that team. Because this does a couple... A couple things. First of all, in the first round matchup, it it, it makes you play the, the Utah Jazz instead of the Phoenix Suns, which I think they would be more comfortable playing a team led by Donovan Mitchell and 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 a young uh, a younger team with with Rudy Gobert than a Chris Paul Devin Booker led Phoenix Suns, who you know they can they can or at least Chris Paul can flip the switch in the playoffs, and we've seen him lead teams dangerous teams in the playoffs before. Um, another thing that it does. Like with the the Rockets would have the Rockets would have beaten that Warriors yeah. team. I mean, he, he, we've seen him. We've seen him beside a, a shooting guard before in the in the recent in recent memory that where they they've looked dangerous in the playoffs against Greek. Yeah. Okay, but but um, but the, the the second thing and and possibly the more important thing that it does is it invo- avoids the Clippers in the second round, and that's something that's huge because the Clippers could struggle to a team like Utah or 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 Phoenix or or in this case it would be Phoenix. Um, and that would be a tough first round matchup or second round matchup. But I think if the Lakers were to face the Clippers in a second round matchup after that seven, six game series against the, the possible Suns, that's not good for them. That's not, that's not a good two for you're possibly playing the two best teams in the conference in the first two series and, and, and losing that first game in the play in would, would eliminate basically both of the, or you'd either, you'd only have to play one of those teams um, in the playoffs, which so you think playing the Jazz is a is an easier route than playing the Suns? I think I think yes. I think the Jazz is the easier route than playing the Suns, uh, and and a, and a little bit of that is just because they're going into the playoffs without Donovan Mitchell. Um, he he's he'll be back for the playoffs, I think, um, but he's he's obviously out right now, and and the Jazz haven't looked their normal selves. I think they're in the close one against the Warriors right now, and they've been struggling. I mean, they've they've still been winning games, and and. Bogdanovich has been able to, to pick up some of the scoring slack, but I think the way that the Suns are playing and that fact that they're all healthy and meshing and, and really getting those reps in before the playoffs will really help them. And especially in a Lakers series where, where the Lakers are going to be inexperienced trying to put pieces together right away. Um, they need someone, a team that they can definitely beat in close games, which I think Devin, you don't want to be playing against Chris Paul and Devin Booker in close games. Yeah. 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 Yeah, like he, I mean, you saw the Jazz kind of choke the three-one lead against the Nuggets last year. Um, yeah. But I do think, I mean, if I if I was LeBron James, I I think I'd maybe lean towards playing the Suns just mm-hmm. because I think the, the difference in play styles, right? The the Jazz have a much more robust defense and are more gonna like grind it out. I think they'd be able to like take a lot of energy. I think I think they beat both these teams, so I think they leave. Um, a Sun series kind of less harmed than leaving a Jazz series, right? Just because it's a grind out game. Um, I mean, like Rudy Gobert w- protects the paint. Like we, we give him hate, but he protects the paint well. Like it, I think it would stop like t- uh, or stop like 
like a team that that's drive first um in LeBron and like the Suns yeah they have they have an amazing offense but but obviously the Lakers are are a stellar defensive team should be the best defensive team in the league um at at like peak health and at peak effort they don't give a shit during the year but like when, when they're trying I mean they can be the best defensive team in the league um yeah I mean I, I think you flip a coin I think it's a pick them between the two um <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I don't think I don't. I, I think I move off that series. I don't mind. I don't mind slipping down to the eight seed though. Like, you just hate. You hate to be in the ten nine game. Though yeah. I saw a stat, you love to have LeBron James on your team in a cl- in clutch situations. Yeah. So so he's been on six, six um. Like game sevens uh, in his career, and he's won four. He's lost two. He's won his last four straight. He's only had only in only two of those games has he not surpassed 32 points. One of them was when he put 27. Um, what was it? 27, 11, 11. Yeah. Um, uh, in Game Seven of the 2016 Finals, and then the other time he didn't was um, when they played the what was it, Celtics in, in 08. No, no, he put up 45 that night. It, it was another game. Anyways, you love to see him in those situations, so I, I really don't mind it. I think I think if you avoid the Clippers, you go through. Because the the Nuggets are not legit. They, I don't that's, know what you that's think. The other thing, like if you if you slip to the eight seed and you play the one seed, you beat the one seed. You're either playing the Nuggets or the Mavs. You um, love that. Those light light work, right? LeBron is licking his chops against the Mavs. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. best matchup for LeBron in this entire league yeah. are white Europeans. He loves them, right? <laughs> like like anybody, dude. Like. <laughs> Literally though, literally. You want though. Don Donches like Chris Ops, he, He's licking his chops, dude. He he's licking them. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. It's, it's a profitable matchup there. Um, yeah. And I don't think the Nuggets are really legit, especially without Jamal. Like you yeah. beat them with Jamal last year. They basically the same team without a top five defensive player to be your candidate. He's gone. Um, who's also putting up more than twenty a night. And like, yeah, sure, Michael Porter Jr. is kind of imploded this year, but I I really don't think they're legit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you, so, if you if you say even odds throughout, and and someone gave you said you had to bet money right now on, on who's advancing over the West, who do you put money on? I think while I'd obviously love to say the Lakers, I think I just have to say the Clippers, just because they don't have to go through the play and they have an easier first round. Um, yeah. They're just a better team. They're, they're just the better and team. The scary thing is like they've they've added two pieces straight from the Lakers that have been huge contributors as of late, Boogie Cousins and, and obviously Rajon Rondo. And I think those pieces will start to even, uh, they'll, they'll get even more important in the in the playoffs. Like Rondo, we see what we saw, what he did last yeah. year um, for, for that Lakers team, especially in the finals. And, and Boogie Cousins looking inspired again, like just dropped, I think, 17 a couple nights ago. Um, he's been looking good as well coming off the bench in that role. Um, behind Serge Ibaka, so they're looking good, which is scary. But I, I would put my money on on the Lakers. I think still through all of this, just because I haven't seen a healthy LeBron not take his team to the finals since I've watched since I've started watching basketball. Like I can't comprehend it in my mind. I think I need to see it happen first before I bet against it. That sort of he's, thing. So he's supposed to return like for the last three four games this regular season, correct? Uh yeah yeah I think if we see normal LeBron in those games yeah I'm betting on the Lakers um yeah but if we if we like no, see a noticeable difference in 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 his production um yeah. then I think we have cause for concern though yeah I, I don't see a healthy LeBron losing unless his teammates sold which is kind of the story of his career 
Yeah. And, and while we say that this is probably the most worried we've seen where we've been as, as, as LeBron fans, it's kind of ironic because this could arguably be one of the best rosters he's ever been a part of in a long time. Um, when you look at the guys like Dennis Schroeder, Anthony Davis, Andre Drummond. Do you think this uh, roster is better than the championship Lakers of last year? I think, I think it's really close. I think they're probably on the same level. And I think that both of these teams are better than all of the Cavs teams he was on. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Um, and I, yeah, so, but I just haven't seen them all play together. Like on paper, they look great. Dennis Schroeder's also been out for a significant time as well. And then I saw this stat where, where when Schroeder and LeBron both play together, they're on something like a 68 win pace. So they're, so, so when those two guys are on and, and LeBron has that kind of secondary ball handler to rely on, um, that seems to be a good formula for the Lakers' success as well. So yeah, you just need to see it come together. And I think there's no doubt that they'll um, they'll get through the play-in. Um, hopefully they can avoid it within these last few games. And and, and actually, you know what? That sixth seed is, is kind of scary. But but um, but yeah, well, well, yeah. So that's another question. Would you rather play the play-in or hop into the sixth play-in. seed? Play-in. Yeah. <laughs> Shit, that's a tough one, right? Because then. Because you're gonna see the Clippers in the first round, right? If you hit, yeah, if you plan. I mean, I mean, best case scenario, you love to see the Nuggets come to the three seed. Then you get the six seed. You're playing the Nuggets. Then yeah. you're playing the the Suns, and then you're playing whoever. Um, It'll be interesting to see if the Lakers uh, string a couple of wins together. And then you see Kawhi and Paul George start to load manage to avoid that matchup. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it should be like a mutual agreement. Like, be like, yo. <laughs> Why don't you guys lose all your next games and we'll win them just so we don't meet until the Western Conference Finals? Yeah, like, we don't want to see them either. Yeah, no, the Lake, the Lakers and the Clippers don't want to see each other. And I want to watch that series in the Western Conference Finals. Yeah, I'm, I'm a basketball fan. I, I want to, I want to see that. Yeah, yeah, no, but let, let's. We've talked enough about the West. Let's let's move on to the to the Eastern Conference where we have a another few uh, quality teams at the top and a force and. Some surprise teams as well. The Hawks and the Knicks look like they're about to play. If one of them is going to be a second round team, while the Golden State Warriors or like the Spurs are going to miss the playoffs in the other conference, that's just ridiculous, in my opinion. But um, but yeah, how about the Knicks this season? Julius Randle, hey. We'll get into that. We'll get into that in the awards. <laughs> but 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 Julius Randle, that's a man on a mission. Yeah, I mean. They're fun to watch. They're fun to watch. I back the Knicks. You know, it's just, it's good for basketball. The Mecca of basketball, the biggest basketball city in the world. It's just it's great. I think, like for views, for for entertainment, to have kind of two New York teams in, in the top four of a conference. Um, yeah. Potentially, maybe not, but like but like maybe one day, hope playing playing in the playoff series together, the Nets and the Knicks. That'd be insane. That would be incredible. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think I think the East is interesting. Again, we're not going to go too in depth into the playoff predictions now because we'll we'll follow it up with a, an episode. But I mean, the Nets are are kind of a, still an enigma. I think, right? Like, you how many games have we seen them with Harden, um, with the big three in, in, intact? You know, I think it's been single digits. I think it's single been digits. Right? Yeah, yeah. Single digits, and, and I'm honestly saying right now that, that the most valuable player on that team is Harden. Yeah. I think we've seen the most success of the Nets with a Harden-led team. Hey, we have. He, he's been fantastic. The, the the Kyrie Durant Nets are actually nine and nine this year, yeah. or not nine and nine. 
17 and 7. They're, 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 they're 500. That's what I'm trying and to say. And I'm not sure why. Like, it's not like either of them are having bad seasons. Like, all three of them are putting up ridiculous numbers. Yeah. But for some reason, the team just likes to win when Harden's playing. Yeah. This season has really, honestly, like, has really, really opened my eyes to James Harden. I remember when we were saying, like, at the beginning of the season, we're like, okay, we want Harden to go to the Nets because that guy's a ball hog. Like, he's not a winning basketball player. Like, that's going to be bad chemistry, and it will make the Nets seem better, which would elevate LeBron's, like, ghost status if he beats the Nets, right? Mm -hmm. But I think in hindsight, he made them a much better team. I think if if the Lakers play the Nets pre-Harden, it's kind of it's kind of a walk, right? It, if you want to take one player off that team and win a game, yeah, I think I think it's James Harden. Yeah, what do you think? I, I think it's I, probably I, James Harden. No, no, no. I, I, and I completely agree with you. I think so too. Um, I think especially down the stretch, you see these team, you see this Brooklyn team, um, kind of just going Kyrie ISO, Durant ISO, Kyrie ISO, Durant ISO, and and when you have a guy like James Harden handling the ball. And and likes to make decisions um, with the basketball down the stretch. We'll see him in a in a situation where he he uh, or we have it with Brooklyn where he hasn't been doubled, so he's not attracting that second defender off of a pick and roll, and he's able to drive to the basket and make those decisions, which has been super valuable for them in the clutch. And we've even seen Harden and Kyrie accelerate or or play well with the with the Nets, just as we've seen Harden and KD. So we've seen him in in with both combinations and seen him. Uh, play play well with both combinations and even both them together. So so yeah, I, I completely agree that Harden is is the most viable player on that team. But I honestly think that that Milwaukee, not Philly, will be the team that gives them the most trouble and could potentially um, beat them. I think they're the best uh, team equipped to beat the Nets. They've got guys like Drew Holiday who you can stick on James Harden. They've got a Chris Middleton who's not a liability defensively. No. Than a guy like Kyrie Irving, he's long. You got you got Giannis Antetokounmpo. He can play on. <laughs> he's, <laughs> pause, pause. He's, he's long. He's long as well. He can also play on KD. Um, and then you got guys like Bryn Forbes and Dante Divincenzo who can chase around those shooters. And, and you got Brooke Lopez who can protect the paint as well. So they're a well balanced team. From an intangible perspective as well, these guys got a massive chip on their shoulder too, right? Yeah. Like this, this I think this Bucks team. Mm-hmm. has been i think if they were to look within at the past three years yeah they would they would see their past three years as a massive failure right yeah like the fact that they haven't made nba finals yet with that roster with that regular season success and with that star power and Giannis and and i guess secondary talent and in drew and and chris milton is is just egregious so i think i think like i think they are going to be pushing um yeah. to make to make the play or to make the finals yeah, no, they look good. And and I'm also just not a huge believer in the Philadelphia 76ers. But dude, they they MB is yeah. just so valuable, right? He gets injured, then yeah. they start to kind of trend down. Well, it comes back, they they're on an eight-game win streak right now, right? They're just That's true. so dominant defensively. Yeah. All of them, bro, are are long. They're they're big, long. Get physical with you, man. Like they get inside you, it's fucked. Right, like, yeah, yeah, no, they they got some great D. They got some great they, D. They, they do stick some great D, and we know a great D gives you in, in 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 late situations like, uh, like that, and especially against a team like like the Brooklyn Nets, where where they're all offense. Um, yeah. So 
so yeah, so we'll, we'll, we'll see. I think, I think both of those teams provide um, big challenges. I think the Nets would have had a super difficult first round series against the, the Boston Celtics if, if they were healthy. Unfortunately, yeah. we found out today that, that Jalen Brown is going to be out for the season, which really demote, de- uh, demote, demotes, no, what's the word? Whatever the Celtics from a from a um, a playoff like honestly like a, a team that can win a few rounds in the playoffs to a team that that can really just a tough out and that's about it right like they'll they'll be a tough out they might steal a game. Um, no, I, I'm not watching the Eastern Conference first round. The Knicks <laughs> and Hawks I'll watch, but like no one else is having a good series here. I, I could I, I would, I, would watch I could dabble Hawks and Heat Bucks. I could dabble yeah. Yeah, that's a that's oh, an interesting series. I need the Bucks to get past the Heat for for that prediction to come true. Like that's a that's a team that they they beat the the Bucks in five games last year, right? So I guess they've also been really injured this year, right? Yeah, that's kind yeah. of a key driver. But I mean, like, yeah, th- these playoff teams are fucking jokes. Like we got we got the Hornets at thirty three and thirty five in the eight seed. Yeah, if I'm in the West right now. I'm pissed. I'm absolutely pissed. Not only does yeah, I don't know. You can argue that East has more star power, but but this latter half of of the the Eastern Conference standings is just bad. You think the Wizards get the eight seed in the plan? Like I don't even know, man. Like the Wizards are, in, they are just such a horrible defensive team. Russell Westbrook can put up 50, 20, and twenty, and they just lost to the they just like lost to the Hawks tonight. They yeah. just like lose game. And, dude, who they play? Who they play the other night? Um, when when Beal put up close to fifty or fifty, and and Russ put up like a fuck triple double, and they win by like one point. Yeah, yeah, they played the Pacers. Yeah, right. It's like, dude, the Pacers don't even have they don't even have any other team. Yeah. How are you winning that game by one point? <laughs> it's crazy, actually, because you needed to do all that. You need to have the perfect Russell Westbrook Bradley Beal game where your backcourt combined for like 70, 25, and twenty five. Take, yeah, you, you look at the Wizards' backcourt numbers this year, and tell me that that team should be like. And guess what? That team's record it would not be thirty-two and thirty-seven. I, I'll tell you that. No, I, I don't have confidence in the Wizards. Dude, I think the Pacers can make a run. Um, depends yeah. on how healthy they are, but like they, we we've seen them. They they I they elevate their game in the playoffs. They are a playoff tested team, yeah. and I just I just I I hate the Wizards late in game. I I absolutely hate them. Because for some reason they defer to Russ, and he's a horrible. Cr- I, I hate Russ and Clutch, but yeah, because teams the thing the thing w- that the teams do when they play Washington in the Clutch is they'll double Bradley Beal, and then you have a guy like Russell Westbrook, who doesn't really have many options around him to begin with other than Beal, but that also loves to shoot, loves to take the shot. And his confidence is here and his shot making ability is down here, which is not a great recipe for success when you're trying to make shots down the stretch. Yeah. Like, uh, like Paul George has got all the shit for like that OKC Portland series. Yeah. But man, it, it, watch that series back. There are so many close games. Like right before, right before Dame hits that shot where it was a bad shot. Like Russ hucked up like three bricks in the last minute. It, he's a, he's a whore. He showed me absolutely nothing in the playoffs. Um, I think the worst playoff performer in the league, actually, um, like relative to regular season performance, we can get into that. But I, I think we spent enough time there. Why don't we, why don't we hop over, kind of look at an individual basis? Um, let's look at some of these awards. So MVP, I think, is is a very clear one. 
um, in terms of leader right now. Um, yeah. I got that white dude from Europe, Nikola Jokic. Yeah, yeah, no, me too. I have Nikola Jokic. He's just leading the league in every advanced stat. Not that that matters, but taking that team, dragging them to the fourth seed in the West, a game yeah. behind the Clippers, 44 and 24. That's insane without your second best player for the last, um, like last few games, last, I think, 15 or so games. Um, it's just, he's been incredible this year. Um, I've seen a lot of people saying like, in terms of the actual player's ability, he might be one of the worst MVPs of the last 15 to 20 years, but and that's not what the, that's not what the award's about. It's about the the best individual season, and and that goes to Jokic kind of by default, though I must say, um, with with a few injuries that that happened this year. Hey, in terms of winning the award, yeah, I mean, I mean, Embiid's and the Lebrons and the yeah, and the yeah, because 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 if you if you backtrack, I think at the time, well, a at the time LeBron got injured, he was a uh, the the Vegas I guess odd. Um, the Vegas odds were on him to win MVP. And I think at the time and B got injured, the odds were on Embiid to win MVP. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. awesome. I, I, I don't think it, it takes anything away from you. Know, season. It's been amazing. I'm like a long time, not a big fan of Jokic just because I think like I, I I'm, I'm fully on that boat in terms of like the, 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 the lowest skilled MVP in the last 25 years. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Right behind AI, who's the most overrated player in history. We should do an episode. We should do a segment about AI versus Steve Nash, man. I could talk about that all day. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, his, I think his player ability is low, right? He he's slow, unathletic, can't guard a cone. Um, I think passing is a big man slightly, right? But we won't get into that. So clear MVP, Jokic, defensive player of the year. Let's do that. A slightly more interesting one. What, what you, more interesting one? A few a few nominees. I mean, there's the there's Ben Simmons, obviously. There's um, there's Rudy Gobert. There's Giannis again, who's have had a good defensive season again. Um, I'd say those are probably the three front runners in my yeah. eyes. Um, yeah. I I went Ben Simmons, and this is just because I think for the first three quarters of the season while he was playing, um, I watched a lot of Philly at the start of the season, and and, and the the impact that I saw um, from him just switching onto the teams, uh, he he guarded every starting point guard in the league and he was locking them up limiting their their shot creation and and playmaking um really taking those challenges and and really being able to switch one through five um it, i think he he's he edges um the award i think it's it's easy to give it to rudy gobert with the success that the the jazz have been having as well but i just don't see the impact from a a guarding all the positions type standpoint as I do with, yeah. with Ben Simmons. So, so that's why I have him um, with the award. Yeah. I think I, I had Ben Simmons. Well, I think Jokic or say, sorry, I think Gobert is a far less versatile defender. Um, and I think even when you see Embiid go out, the, the Sixers defense has remained very solid. One of the best, clearly one of the best in the league. And I think a lot of that's attributable, attributable to Ben. Mm-hmm. Um, my one take here, I think in terms of, Overall defensive ap- or aptitude or ap- aptitude? Fuck, well, I can't even talk right now. We're uh, having trouble with the words. Attributes? Yeah, yeah. Uh, proficiency, let's just say that. In terms of overall defensive proficiency, I think the best defender in the entire league um, remains Giannis Antetokounmpo. Um, yeah. When like, he, he's, he, 
he's aging, right? He, he he's won this award. He's won MVP twice. He doesn't really care anymore. But I think when he wants to, like, I don't know if you saw that clip of him guarding Durant in the clutch, and then Kawhi, Kawhi or Kyrie hit that dumbass shot, um, and then and still made a three. But like when he wants to, I think he is the is clearly the best fan in the league because he's six eleven, uber athletic, and he can guard a guard. He can guard a center. He he's just so versatile, perimeter inside. And work ethic too. I think I think he's a top defender in the league. Though I took Ben Simmons for the award. I'm gonna ask you this question, and I think this proves why Giannis is the best defense defender in the league. If you were to spin a wheel of everyone on earth, and that person had one chance to make a basketball shot in a one-on-one setting against, and you got to pick the defender for when your life was on the line, Giannis. I think it's Giannis. I think he would be able to stop anyone in the league from scoring in a one-on-one setting or anyone in the world. I think I think I could I think I could take Gobert off the dribble. <laughs> in the, I think I could take Gobert in the pink and roll, dude. Honestly. Yeah. You can't move. Ben Simmons got a shout. They're both very similar. Ben Simmons I I just view as a smaller he's Giannis if he was slightly smaller and slightly less athletic. Um Yeah, but I think so did you but do you give it to Ben Simmons for this yeah. year? Yeah, okay. and I think as you rookie of the year next, um, it's almost it's a slightly interesting word again, just because it was super clear um, pre the Melo in, in injury, and then ever since Melo got injured, you've seen the Timberwolves, Timberwolves kind of start to do a lot better. You've seen Anthony Edwards um, start to improve a lot. I still gave it to Melo just because I think he's had like a a more kind of robust effect um, on on. The Hornets, and it's ultimately led to to a, like a potential playoff, um, pick, or potential playoff for them. Whereas, like we haven't seen that in years past. You could also argue that's that's from the addition of Gordon Hayward. But the Timberwolves, man, like they're, they're they suck. They're, they're almost twenty and fifty, like 21 49 They're winning one of three games, less than one of three games. Um, I think Anthony Edwards puts up like very empty stats, very inefficient shooting numbers. Um, I think it has a lower impact on the game. I'm giving it to Melo. What are you thinking? I'm giving it to Melo as well. Um, yeah, as you said, he, he was obviously out with the injury. Um, but yeah, just just the, the fact that he's he's led that that Charlotte Hornets team to the playoffs um, really really solidified it for me. Um, you've seen the impact that he's made on that, that team. The guys around him, um, Miles Bridges playing better basketball. Um, it's obviously helped the the competition within him and Devonte Graham and Terry Rozier in that guard rotation as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting, and I think that they do have a good chance to make the playoff and win one of those two play-in games. I think they might even yeah. beat Boston in the seven-eight game now that that Jalen Brown's out. So that'll be an interesting um, an interesting playoff team to see. Obviously, they'll probably get swept in the in the first round to one of those big three. But um, but yeah no I think Lamella Ball is still the the clear favorite for the award. Yeah yeah. All right so let's go. Let's go most improved player. Okay. And I went for I think this one's probably a little easy as well. Um, I went Julius Randall. I mean give me guy. When you give think me, of Julius Randall and I think let's 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 go back to to um, June 2020, sorry, June 2019, June 2019, when when Zion was getting drafted, the year Zion was getting drafted, right? And the draft lottery just ended. And I just saw on my on my YouTube, uh, like a, um, a flashback to that. And and basically, 
the Pelicans won the draft lottery. New York came fourth, third, right? Um, and Max Kellerman came in to work with a Zion jersey, uh, a Knicks Zion jersey, and he taped the name Randall over it and gave it to Stephen A. And they're all having a laugh, like, "Oh, you wanted Zion, but you got Julius Randall." Like the Knicks are still gonna suck for a million years, sort of thing, right? Now we're having this conversation where Zion Williams or Julius Randall could be the third best power forward in the league when everyone's healthy. He could have been the second best power forward in the in the league this season. Um, and he's just playing insane. Basketball. He is the second best power forward in the league. Yeah, I, I, th- I think he is. I think that's safe to say this season. Um, obviously not the, the strongest position in the league, but, but, but nevertheless, Julius Randall, a lot of people are saying he could be a top five MVP candidate this season. Um, I'm not, I'm not saying that, but, but maybe a top, I think he's a top 10. I think with the Knicks, the way they're playing, the way he's anchoring that defense and the way that he's contributing to, to winning basketball. Um, the fact that the Knicks, yeah, who would have thought the Knicks would have been the four seed and, and Julius Randle is, is the biggest part of that part of that puzzle. And, and you ask the average NBA basketball fan, what's your perception of Julius Randle last year? And it's, oh, he's a nice role player. I'm thinking of Julius Randle and the Lakers. Yeah. Like, he's a nice role player. What's his ceiling? Oh, yeah, maybe like 17 points a game. Maybe a good starter. Maybe like 16 points a game. Yeah. Now he's what? He's giving you 24, 11, and 5 or something like that? 6. 11 and 6. Yeah, just insane numbers. So 41% for 3. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Right? Like, those are the offensive numbers. He's also the best defensive player on the best defensive team in the league. Um, yeah. And he's really what makes that defense tick. Like the net, the Knicks still suck. Like RJ Barrett's just bad. Um, he's, he's actually played super well recently after <laughs> dude, that comment was also, <laughs> what is that comment by Anthony Edwards? Um, being like, yeah, like uh, RJ Barrett, like he's the one guy we want to shoot the ball. That's a little bit like, <laughs> Dude, like, have you seen the other players on the? He's like clearly the second best player on the Knicks. No, like, I would, I would, I'd rather Emmanuel quickly take the shot than, than RJ Barrett. Yeah, they, it's so weird. Like the fact that they're good, they got Emmanuel quickly and Derrick Rose and and all these guys. Derrick Rose, is all, he's been sneaky good for a few years now. I watched him on the Pistons. He was sneaky good on the Pistons. Yeah. Well, you, you never thought he could contribute like to winning basketball like he is right now, and it'll be interesting. He's playing very well. So yeah. Yeah, I mean they'll be a tough out in the in the playoffs, but um, yeah, but yeah, no, Julius Randle definitely the, um, the the most improved player there. But let, let's move on to coach of the year. Yeah, I've I've stuck with uh, the same theme. I've gone Tom Thibodeau. I think you have to give it to him after. Mm, okay. Oh, that, yeah, yeah. I think the the fact that that the Knicks and the, and the de- defensive scheme that he's 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 instilled into this team, um, you have to give it to him. I think. Uh, he came in at the start of this season. He created a winning culture there, and and yeah, I mean, there's the 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 impact I think he's he's had on that team is more than than any coach um, outside of him this season. So so for that reason, and and he really took a team of of guys that like Randall was an all star, but he wasn't an all star before this season, right? And all these guys are playing at at, yeah. at higher levels um, than than we ever seen them in their career. Like we've seen Derrick Rose play at this. We haven't seen them play at this level since five, six years ago, right? So, has Tom? He's correct me if I'm wrong. He, I feel like he's won a coach of the year before, maybe on the Bulls. 
Maybe, yeah. I think maybe the, the Jimmy Butler Bulls, the Jimmy Butler Dare. I think he might have. I'm not. I'm not entirely sure though. Yeah, with the Bulls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he obviously knows how to get the best out of Derrick Rose and 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 a supporting cast. And and yeah, I, I think I think he's the coach of the year this year. So two other names I consider. I didn't have him. I had Monty Williams. Um of the Phoenix Suns. And my rationale behind that was kind of a, the Suns have significantly overachieved based on what their roster is like. Um, yeah. Like obviously maybe not the best like schematic team in terms of like how they're actually playing defense, but a like, like game has been elevated um, and, and they really overachieved and they are overachieving. Kind of my second point here is that they're overachieving with like a completely revamped new roster. Right. I don't think it's kind of common to, to bring in, a Chris Paul, like Chris Paul is a big head. He's mm-hmm. like, he changes a lot in terms of system of basketball, especially like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like I think a lot of people expected him and Devin Booker, maybe to, to butt heads a bit, just because yeah, yeah. they're both two do- ball dominant guards. Um, and, and they've meshed incredibly well um, to really drive the Suns forward. Obviously the second best record in the league. Mm-hmm. I think you could also really argue, maybe this is like a, a dark horse, that Steve Nash could be in the running. Yeah. Because, yeah. No, like, Good. The Nets have had just had a shit show season in terms of injuries, but they're second in the East. Like they're 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 ahead of the Bucks. They're forty four and twenty four, mm-hmm. um, and like if I was like if I'm Steve Nash, every day, uh, every game I play, I'm, I got a different roster. I can't imagine like how complicated that is. Though the one thing I'd say is, does is he even coaching or is he just saying like yeah just like talent goal they're do your thing because like they're getting 140 points scored against them every night and like it's they're just playing iso ball and there's more talented than your team yeah is he even coaching at that point though but i think the ability just like intangibly outside of the game the ability to like from what it seems create like a good culture in nets and and somehow you have harden kd and Kyrie, and they haven't like massively butt heads yet i think it's a is an accomplishment in and of itself. Um, yeah, no, I agree. I, I agree. I think he should definitely be in the running. Obviously, the point you made about is he really coaching goes back to that Kyrie quote when he, at the start of the season, being like, we don't really have a coach. Like, this is so sick. Man, fuck that. <laughs> which I is hate like, Kyrie. Which is, I think he was, there was some truth to that in, in what he was saying, and he kind of had to retract it just because obviously that's an awful thing to say. Such <laughs> a horrible person. Yeah, it is. Yeah, but, but, yeah, no, the, the way that he's he's um, gotten the Nets to 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 that record with with the amount of injuries and changes in the lineup definitely deserves a shout. Yeah, yeah. Um, I also think we should we should kind of close the episode here, um, and Justin, in, 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 to be constant or to be cognizant of time. Like okay. I'm I'm I'm, on, I'm still on Eastern time, baby. It's ten it's ten p.m. Pacific. Like I gotta go to bed. Um, yeah, I, 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 I don't know about you. I've hit my bedtime. Like I'm, I'm a huge 10 30 to 7 a.m. guy right now. No, no, me too. And I was saying this the other day because right when he got back from Kingston, I've been going to sleep at 9 30. This is the latest. I've ever, that's why I wanted to do it at eight instead of nine. Yeah. I'm, I was going to go to sleep at 9 30. It's dope. <laughs> it's, it's, it's sick. Dope. It's, like I woke up naturally at 6 30 this morning. So yeah, I know. I think a big factor of that is dude, when was the Canelo fight? What time was that? Pacific. That was. That was eight. wasn't that one a.m., bro. Yeah, yeah. Right, like if we want to do anything in terms of sports, like I, back in Kingston, we're we're staying up past midnight. Yeah, yeah. So it's definitely it's nice. Horrible. To- yeah, everything. Yeah, everything's nice and early here. 
the vast majority of the population is on Eastern time. And, and, and I didn't, I didn't realize how nice we had it over here on the West coast until I actually lived down in K town. Yeah, no, it's been good, but you want to hit us with a little, little outro. And then we'll- yeah. Yeah. I, I'll, I'll hit us with an outro. I mean, interesting, very interesting season. Um, I think, yeah, I mean, I think it was a good recap episode. We're gonna we talked through the the award ceremonies. We talked through um, kind of some brief playoff predictions, more more so commentary on on the year. But I think in the coming weeks, what's gonna happen is, let's see, I'm I'm headed out in, in a couple weeks. I think we can maybe film an episode or two, kind of get our lock in our playoff predictions. Um, be with Zach before yeah. the playoffs actually start. Um, obviously, it's gonna get a little hectic because. The, the NHL players are coming too, so we're gonna want our our sports center analysts, um, Cole and Jack, maybe maybe coming back on the potty. Uh, I know we've got some 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 traction from from Ben Welsh wants to like is a big basically football analyst that wants to come on and talk football, um, especially college football that starts on. We got big news in the college basketball space. We got like well the Texas Longhorns after fucking me and Ada in the bracket. Could be looking at our look. Could be could be the favorites for the Natty title next year. Um, if Mac McClung heads over there with his head coach, yes. we have calls. We have high school players committing. We got Czech going to Gonzaga. We got a lot to talk about there. I mean, an interesting time in sports right now. We got the Champions League final coming up. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's an interesting so, time. Well, we got a lot of stuff going on. So, but hey, we're we're busy people. We're grown. We're grown adults now that that are working day jobs, and it's hard. It's hard. Though I continue to use the podcast in my tell me about yourself everywhere I interview. Um, <laughs> and so I will keep doing this. <laughs> For that reason. Not because you love, not because you love spending time with me. Yeah, no, no, I love <laughs> it. I mean, my, my heart lights up when I get to go on Edo, um to, to see Edo at night and talk about basketball. But yeah, I mean, I think, I think that's all from us again. Appreciate the love. Appreciate you tuning in. Fun fact. I told Aiden this, we were the, this is a few weeks ago. We were the 27th ranked basketball podcast on Apple Podcasts. I mean, who would have thought? That's because of you guys. That's we because- made it out the mud, right? <laughs> out the we got the trenches. From West Vancouver, to little hood in, 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 on the west yeah. side. Who would have thought three three dudes from the trenches could yeah. come to could be 27th ranked podcast? Yeah. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't. Not me, not me, not y'all. Y'all are some real ones for real. So, so thank you for that. Yeah. Uh, with, with that being said, why don't we wish you all um, a good night? Thank you, thank you for tuning in. Um, thanks, Ado, again for for hopping on. Love spending time with you. Love talking basketball. And see you. All right. See you guys.